Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. Boy, I know it's been a crazy start to the week with fall camp wrapping up, classes starting at SMU. We got both coordinators. We got Rhett Lashley. We learned the team captains. Isaiah Wachovia was named the recipient of the number 23 jersey honoring Jerry Levias. But conference realignment once again finds a way to take center stage. And here's the thing. In my opinion, not too much new in our reporting. If you're an OnThePonyExpress.com subscriber, you know that SMU's been in serious contention to join the ACC as an expansion option In our reporting, we really focused on the fact that SMU, one, has the best deal on the table with the amount of revenue they're willing to forego. And really, there hasn't been too much buzz that SMU has been told no or that SMU has been told yes. Whereas with Cal and Stanford, two programs that are all the way across the country from the majority of the ACC schools, We've seen the level of interest, at least from reports, kind of vary. One thing we talked about in our reporting was that SMU's ability to forego that revenue and adding that revenue stream to the league in terms of free money is a huge selling point. Now, Cal and Stanford, according to multiple sources, weren't ever ruled dead in the water by any means. But at the same time, they're two programs that aren't necessarily willing to go to the length that SMU is with expansion, with their revenue. 
So that puts them in a interesting situation when it comes to the league. But on Wednesday, ESPN's Pete Thamel reported that the talks around realignment remain ongoing for the ACC. And in terms of expansion, SMU, Cal, and Stanford are all on the table. The presidents met Wednesday morning, according to Pete Thamel, and the additions of Cal, Stanford, and SMU are under, quote, serious consideration. And the thing that is holding this up, and it's again, it's something we've talked about on this podcast. We've talked about it on our members-only podcast in depth, if you uh, are a subscriber to that. And we noted for our On the Pony Express subscribers, the ability to expand for the ACC is contingent on working out the revenue sharing for this league because they have issues when it comes to the top four programs in terms of Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and North Carolina State wanting more revenue to be deposited into their bank accounts. We know that's what they want. They want an unequal revenue sharing model that is based on performance. And in Pete's reporting, again, it was kind of a lot that has been reiterated, but it is out there now. And he tweeted out multiple multiple pieces of it in terms of the performance pool, in terms of uh, the timeline, which could be around a week for this potentially happening. And then he did add something that is different from what we've reported on the site, that SMU is willing to forego seven years of broadcast revenue to join the league. That's a jump up from the five years that we originally reported. We did report that they would have still had a reduced share in uh, years six or seven, but that's uh, a new development, that SMU is willing to forego what would be roughly, in terms of AAC revenue, about $50 million that donors would be willing to cover for SMU to join the Power Five ranks. Cal and Stanford would both receive the same share, which was not uh, talked about in terms of what they'd be willing to drop down to. But it's a different form of reduced share from what Pete is uh, reporting uh, on, on Wednesday. So the financial models for this to happen are the key point here. What does that look like? from the league standpoint, from ESPN standpoint. And if they do go through with this, how is that revenue split up that would ultimately come in from ESPN because they would be the ones that would be on the hook for these um, for these new schools to jump into the mix. And so that revenue needs to be divided up. And again, the big thing that we've talked about on the site before this report even came out is how is it split up? That is what this negotiation among the ACC schools is hinging on. If it's performance-based, if it's, hey, we're assigning it to these schools, how is that all worked out? That's the biggest thing that's holding up expansion right now. And when you look at the ACC and kind of what they're going through right now, there is that situation where you're you're looking at Clemson and Florida State who have made no bones about where they stand with the league. They're unhappy with the amount of revenue that they're getting from the TV deal. I believe it's around $40 million 
a year. And that does put them above the Big 12, but it also puts them at a severe disadvantage when it comes to the Big 10 and the SEC, which those two programs in particular out of the four really view themselves as that high of a level in terms of a uh, revenue producing school for the ACC. And so when they go into trying to figure out what the revenue sharing could be with this pool of money, it's worth noting that I think part of the issue is, one, a lot of these schools just want to know what they're going to get, first of all. So you could have your base of $40 million, but all right, if it is going to jump up, well, we want to know year to year what we're working with. But on the flip side of that, you have Florida State and Clemson who are very much trying to find ways to get out of the league. Could a deal that involves unequal revenue sharing and a performance-based pool of money, which would, again, kind of come from SMU, Cal, and Stanford joining the league, would that performance-based pool be enough to keep them at least a little happier until we're going to go through all this once the grant of rights in 2036 approaches its end um, for the ACC? And that's, guys, over a decade away. So how can they kick the can down the road on that really big issue that is going to face this league at that point in time? How can they appease really these four schools, but especially Florida State and Clemson, enough to say, okay, all right, we're going to take this. We're going to accept the performance-based split. That doesn't guarantee that Florida State, Clemson, NC State, North Carolina are going to get that. You could see, I mean, shoot, we've seen Virginia win the ACC recently. Um, Virginia Tech in the past was a good program in the ACC. Wake Forest has made some noise. Um, Duke with David Cutcliffe. There are all sorts of different angles to that where those four schools are looking for a bigger split. Well, they're going to have to back it up on the field. So it is something that could be a Band-Aid in my opinion, but it would be enough to then say, okay, we've got our schools, we've got Notre Dame, We've got these schools that are kind of unhappy, but we've made them happy enough. Let's expand. Let's get strength in numbers. And let's keep this league afloat and not be what happened to the Pac-12, which was eventually picked apart. If Cal and Stanford do get in, obviously they're down to two schools with Oregon State and Washington State. Those two schools would, I, I think, end up in the uh, Mountain West uh, at that at that stage. But this is not generally too much new information, but I think it's important because Pete's reporting on it has brought it back to the forefront where you've seen, and in my opinion, I've, I've, I've watched the big names in realignment reporting. Pete Thamel, Ross Dellinger, Brett McMurphy. Those are kind of the big three, in my opinion, uh, on reporting on this. And as you've seen certain reporters, national ones, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying they're willing to go into it a little bit more constantly than maybe those three are. We've seen reports come out that, oh, the, you know, things have fallen apart. It's going to be tabled. You know, I, I know Nicole Auerbach reported that, uh, you know, it was realignment was put in the freezer. Well, this stuff changes so often, but since this exercise has kind of begun, according my, to my sources, we've not seen SMU 
drop off in terms of, all right, this is a no-go. This isn't going to happen. All of that. It obviously hasn't been a yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about all of this either. But the big thing is, is discussions are ongoing. Even last week, we reported on the site that before the national ones you know, jumped in with this, that it was Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, NC State. There were some rumors about Virginia. You know, Miami's still in the ACC. Could they try to do something? All those things. We've been pretty steadfast in reporting that the big four in terms of currently standing in the way. I don't even want to say against expansion because ultimately they're looking out for their own interests in terms of money. But they've got to have that satisfied in terms of then expansion, expanding. Those schools are right now trying to take care of themselves. And so that's why the discussions around this are still ongoing, but it's not a discussion that is based around expansion. It is a discussion based around that performance pool, how additional revenue would be split up. And that's why this is moving slowly because it is a negotiation with these four schools and the rest of the league that is having to go on. And look, Notre Dame's involved. They're, they've got a vote that counts. I think they want to see the league expand and add a school like Stanford in particular. They've been for SMU. You know, Cal is a travel partner in a sense with Stanford, which is why they're even, you know, kind of involved in this. But Cal is very much a school that, you know, is is in, uh, in a bad way with its athletic department, but they know that they've got to stay in the club, which is exactly why SMU is trying to get into the club and is now willing to forego what would be you know, an extra two years of no AA, of no ACC revenue for them, but maybe that's what pushes it over the top to get it to a point where, okay, these schools are willing to get those extra millions of dollars and let SMU in the door. So it is a fine line to report on this and, and walk with it because the reality is these conversations are ongoing Today's reporting wasn't necessarily anything new, but I think it just reiterated what we've been reporting. It reiterates the fact that this is still something that's on the table for the ACC. And I think the way it's been reported, and maybe this was a learning situation for how the Pac-12 fell apart, where you know we saw momentum that the league was going to stick together and the, the support from Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten faded, and boom, all of a sudden, it flipped back and it went Oregon, Washington, Big Ten, and then that mass exodus from the Pac-12. Maybe that's a change in the reporting. But this is not a league that doesn't have a media deal. This is not a league that is you know, trying to scrape together pen pennies to put together a deal. They have all this in place. They just need to find a way to make certain members in their league feel a little bit better about, hey, we're the ones that are investing. Florida State is big in NIL right now. They've got a team that a lot of people are picking as you know an ACC favorite. Clemson, we know how much they've invested. They've won national championships under Dabo Sweeney. Uh, North Carolina, Mac Brown is in there and doing his thing right now. NC State has gotten some buzz. They're obviously you know put, put together with North Carolina in that system. But there's got to be a way with the grant of rights being so ironclad for these schools to maybe improve their position. And that's what this exercise is all about. And if it does happen, all of these things 
are going to be put in motion. The unequal revenue sharing, SMU, Cal, Stanford being added. I don't believe it to be a two-school ad like Cal and Stanford. I, I think that's highly unlikely. SMU is the piece of this where, all right, they can do the math on the, the dollars and cents each year to allow SMU in. That's kind of what makes it make sense. And so SMU has stayed firmly in the mix here. Obviously, the travel concerns, maybe that's a punch back from sources saying like, look, we don't want to travel. Let's get Cal and Stanford out of here. Let's try to leak that, things like that to help strengthen their position. However, that strengthens their position. I'm not sure, really. But that is something that the league has at least been somewhat against. Even North Carolina's, I think, women's or men's soccer coach spoke out about Cal and Stanford being added but then walk back back the comments on Wednesday. So it is in a precarious situation. It is a waiting game. That's why that's the, the title of this podcast, basically. And SMU is continuing to be in discussions. And we've seen that develop going from five years to seven years of foregoing revenue. They're still negotiating. They've got Condi Rice. They've got uh, George Bush working the angles for this to happen. And there is a lot of, negotiating and also stumping for your position to be that expansion invitation. And so SMU is continuing to turn over every stone when it comes to making this happen. They know that this lifeboat, it isn't the last one because I, like I've said on this podcast a million times, expansion and realignment hasn't ended. Even Colorado jumped back to the big 12. We saw that happen. We know in 2036, it's going to get interesting again as maybe Schools around around the ACC look to jump depending on where the TV deal stands. But what we do know is adding three schools, Cal, Stanford, and SMU, would solidify the numbers for the league to be one of those big three, big four, with Big Ten, SEC, uh, Big 12, and the ACC. If they stick to where they're at, they're in a good position, but they're not in a strong position. And your strength is in numbers when it comes to this stuff. I think we've really seen that happen. So. It's a waiting game. We're also waiting for the start of SMU football season, which can't get here soon enough. But that's really it on uh, realignment talk and kind of where things stand. Just kind of want to rehash uh, where things stand with that as Pete and Ross Dellinger also reported on it uh, on Wednesday. So um, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays out. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The start of SMU football season is approaching, and that means you're going to have to find extra tickets if SMU does get into the ACC. People are going to be buzzing about the Mustangs and, and their opportunity to join uh, you know, the ACC. That's, that means tickets are going to be uh, really at a premium. And look, we know that SMU, you can usually find your way into – uh, an SMU game fairly easily, but 
you can find your way in even easier with our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. You can get your last minute ticket deals taken care of. The big thing with Game Time, it's the place for last minute ticket deals. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code redeem uh redeem the code pony for $20 off your first order. And here's the thing. I've already gotten some ticket requests uh, for asking me games. Hey, how do you get them? Well, here's the thing. I'm sending people to game time this year for the most part. One, we've got obviously our huge podcast network that will have post game show, which we're excited about and everything. Game day is going to be stressful, but I know some of my friends, they're last minute ticket buyers. So I send them to game time. You can go to gametime.co and also do this, but really uh, use the game time app. Um, it's going to be the easiest ticket buying experience that you could want. Uh, they have flash deals. They have kind of that hot spot where you can find the tickets that are of the best value for you. So check it out, the Game Time app. Download it. It's the easiest way to tick to uh, pick up tickets last minute or uh, even looking ahead. I mean, like I told you guys earlier this uh, summer when we partnered with Game Time, I bought some tickets out in November uh, for a comedy show uh, for my wife and I. So Use the Game Time app, super easy. Obviously, you you know lock in your payment method and all of that. And the Game Time app is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. That's why they're the official ticketing partner of On3 and on the PonyExpress.com. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Appreciate Game Time and their support of the On the Pony Express podcast. And thank you to you guys who have already used Game Time uh, and used your code uh, to get the latest uh, ticket deals. It's been a little bit of a newsy end to fall camp. It's that time of year where captains are named. Uh, you've got uh, the number 23 jersey being awarded. And let's lead off with that. Isaiah Wachovia was named the recipient of the number 23 jersey honoring Jerry Levias. And when I look at Isaiah, you're looking at a completely different player than what SMU uh, has had in the past from him. We know last year he was nicked up with injury. It was a nagging injury that he had, and it forced him to sit out after the first four games. Now, he broke out as a true freshman. He had some interceptions. He made some big plays. And the future was looking terrific for him. And then the coaching change happened. He ends up staying in Dallas uh, with the Mustangs. That was a big decision for him. But he ends up not transferring. And then he kind of got behind a couple guys and got hurt. And there was even some buzz that he was going to leave. And look, I reported he was sitting out with the intent to transfer. But he ended up not. And I think talking with Isaiah today... You've got to watch the interview on the, on the Pony Express YouTube channel. What just a great representative of what SMU is looking for 
when they bring some of these Dallas guys in to stay home and play for the Mustangs. I mean, it really meant a lot to him to get this honor. And I talked with Sean Griswold kind of off to the side of, of practice, and he's SMU's strength and conditioning coach. And he just said, this is a guy that has worked his absolute tail off. He's he's somebody that is truthfully one of the hardest working guys on the team. And they built a good relationship and trust between each other. And now you see Isaiah Wachobia, instead of his body kind of taking him towards a linebacker who probably couldn't cover in today's day and age of college football, he's trimmed down. He's cut up uh, as now a third-year player in college football. And he's a backup safety for SMU, but he's going to see a lot of time. And I think this is one of those cool stories because even he said when he was going through last season, he hit a dark place. And it was really hard on him to go through what he went through between the nagging injury. He even said, I, I wish I just had a regular injury, like a broken whatever or something that you could get fixed, repaired, and you move on, you rehab it, and you you get ready for spring. And it took him a few days of spring ball before he was fully cleared. And then he kind of you know started coming on a little bit late in spring. And then he went on to really work his absolute tail off this summer. And that was something that really caught the eye of the SMU coaching staff. It caught the eye of his teammates. And so this is a guy that when we went out to practice on Tuesday, the first practice uh, since school started, fall camp broke, the end of you know scrimmages in fall camp. And I, I saw him out there and I was like, wow, 23, Isaiah Wachovia. And to talk to Sean Griswold, I said, hey, is this a – because Sean Griswold would walk around practice with the number 23 helmet. And so it kind of felt like, all right, this is something that is maybe strength and conditioning, you know, related, you know, they're going to use that as kind of a baseline. But he just said, no, this is a team coaches, but especially the coaches really looking at, you know, who is deserving of this honor. And Isaiah Wachovia was the guy that they landed on. And I, I really do think you could have picked multiple guys, multiple guys on this team for this, for this honor. You know, this is this is not an easy pick on this team. And we'll talk about the captains in a few minutes. And it kind of reiterates that and shows that. Um, but just watching Isaiah Wachovia go through what he went through, he bounced back. He's been a leader for this team. And you look at this team and they need Isaiah Wachovia to have a good season. And one of the things Isaiah said was, well, they brought in Kyron Chambers and immediately I started working with him on what he needs to know, what he uh, needs to, where he needs to be. And he's at the same position, the Rover, uh, as Isaiah Wachobia. And this is a safety group that is deep. It's talented. Um, there are, you know, now that you factor in Isaiah Wachobia, you factor in uh, a Kyron Chambers either. Even it's a safety group as a whole, all three spots that you could really sit there and say, well, okay, they, they probably feel comfortable playing all six or seven. And that was what Scott Simon said yesterday, uh, Tuesday, as we were talking to him is, you know, he, he feels comfortable with six or seven guys. Um, I think, I think this is really a special thing. And he, even Isaiah Wachobia said, you know, I called my mom and, and she was so excited once she learned what Jerry Levias stood for, what he went through. 
Um, and so it, it was just a really cool story, you know, in today's day and age of guys transferring. And again, he was a guy that there were a lot of people telling me that he was out the door, that he was going to sit out and move on. And talking with Isaiah from when he was a recruit to now, I mean, he's a grown man. I mean, he is really a guy that is bought in. He's bought into to being a part of this program. And I mean, he, you've just got to give him so many kudos for how he's handled himself and gone about it. So um, really special moment. Isaiah Wachobia, your number 23 jersey recipient for this year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, the captains, count them up, seven of them for the Mustangs this fall. Um, Here they are, uh, defensive lineman slash H-back, Elijah Chapman, offensive lineman Justin Osborne, Safety, Brandon Crosley, quarterback, Preston Stone, running back, Tyler Levine, wide receiver, Jake Bailey, and safety, Jonathan McGill. And Rhett Lashley said today there are multiple players that probably could have uh, landed as a captain for SMU, but they opted to go with this group of seven. And this was player voted on. Uh, so this is this is something that those guys were uh, polled and then they were ultimately picked. So um, I, I think you look at, uh, this this group and these are your permanent captains for SMU and it's a group that we could look back on this season and while there are plenty of guys that you probably could have said oh wow okay surprise that guy didn't get it you know like a maybe a Marcus Bryant or a Branson Hickman or uh, a Jalen Knighton or Jordan Curley or uh, Devere Levelston. Um, some of these other guys, Ahmad Walker, you know, didn't get it. Ahmad's kind of a uh, lead by example type of guy, but you know, you have a, a lot of players that probably could have landed this this honor, and they go with those seven. So those are your seven SMU captains. Um, I think for the most part, uh, I mean, that's a that's a great group. We know how tough Tyler Levine is. Uh, we know what Elijah Chapman uh, is, and that's one of the hardest working guys on the team. Preston Stone is an un- unquestioned leader on this team. Uh, at quarterback, Brandon Crosley, very vocal, um, but has also matured a lot, I think, this offseason. Justin Osborne, what he's battled through to get back in time for this season is really impressive. Uh, Jake Bailey, kind of the same story. You know, sat out the spring. He's been one of the hardest working guys. We know the talent when he's healthy. And then you've got Jonathan McGill, who, you know, the storyline with Jonathan McGill is he came from Stanford as a captain and multi-year starter, and now you've got a captain under his belt, Uh, at SMU back home playing uh, his final two years of college football. So I I think this is a a really good group uh, for SMU to ride this 2023 season with. And uh, it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, Next weekend, September 2nd, 11 a.m., bright and early. Uh, And some people did complain about the heat. They should have moved it or whatever. I think 11 a.m., you're still – you're warming up in, you know, kind of relatively cooler weather. Um, all things considered. And then you're getting a little bit of that pre-noon coolness for the game. I think if you would have kicked off at seven, you're warming up at like, you know, 530. I mean, it's going to be all of one 120 on that field 
at, at 5 p.m., 5.30 when warm-ups would start. So I don't mind this at all, uh, and I love getting games out of the way early. But the cool thing about that is, guys, we're debuting uh, a new show um, for On the Pony Express, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, what we're going to have is a live post-game show for you guys every week uh, during the regular season, and it's going to be uh, live at Shug's Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza after every home game. And we're going to have some players, hopefully, come through uh, and talk about the game. Uh, and I said to the guys, you know, if, if SMU wins, uh, you can come through um, and chat about the game a little bit more. Guys that, you know, probably not going to be maybe at the podium after the game. Um, hopefully, uh, those guys will, will come through. I've gotten some yeses. So we'll have a live post-game show reaction to the game. And it's going to be at Shug's Bagels, which has this great uh, program, I guess, called After Hours. Uh, runs from 6 to 2 a.m. Uh, every night um, outside of, I think, Sunday nights and Monday nights. So they take those days off. But Tuesday through Saturday, which goes into Sunday morning, they have they have After Hours. Their menu's available. Um, and he's uh, really going to be uh, – uh, it's really going to be a, a fun – uh, type of show. It's something that I've never done before. It's probably going to run 30, 45 minutes. I'm working on maybe some former players coming in too. So we'll see uh, how this goes. It's going to be a new experiment, but I'm I'm thrilled to have Shugs as the sponsor for this. Uh, so check them out, shugsbagels.com. You can watch live on the YouTube channel and then it'll be available on the podcast, uh, spot, uh, you know, platform, Spotify, Apple, things like that um, once we're done. So I'll cut it up that night and uh, get it rolling. So my Aim is for about two hours after the game ends. We'll be over there. We'll be able to get set up and we'll run it live. Uh, so live post game show. We're calling it the after staying show uh, as a nod to after hours. And then when SMU's away, we'll just do it live on, on YouTube uh, from the comforts of my own home. We'll take your questions. If you want to come to Shugs and submit a question, if you want to do it in the YouTube chat, we'll do that. So I'm excited about that. The last Saturday without SMU football for a while uh, is coming up. So uh, excited about uh, that development. We'll have a lot more pieces of content week to week on the YouTube channel that are going to be really exciting as well. So we've got some new sponsors. We've got some new partners uh, that I'm excited to unveil as well as football season gets here. So don't miss out. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel. Hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Just a lot of realignment kind of hit two big pieces of news. We'll get more into uh, my updated predictions for the 2023 season on Monday. Um, I don't know if I'll get another podcast out to you guys, but our members-only podcast will drop uh, probably Thursday morning, maybe late tonight. So be on the lookout for that. Hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. But before I go, you got to check out the official game ball of SMU. Go to BigGameUSA.com. Use promo code BEON3. For 10% off your entire order plus free shipping. Again, get the official game ball just in time for the Boulevard. Toss it around there Saturday morning before the Louisiana Tech game. Um, it'll be nice. It'll be, it should be cool enough to kind of throw the ball around a little bit. So order today. We had a bunch of people uh, that jumped on that uh, when we rolled it out. So big game USA. They're right here in Addison. They make the official game ball for the Mustangs. Again, 10% off your order using promo code BE on three you can order the smu ball you can order any football on their website check it out biggameusa.com appreciate their support of the podcast so 
Hope you guys enjoyed this edition. We'll catch you next time with another edition. The season is approaching really fast, and I can't wait. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. In Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.